0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of open frequency radio i'm your host sam the slb alongside me today as as always i say that because i keep doing my wrestling with scott um with me again for the first time since they got married um, they were on here before talking about their wedding that was a long podcast if you guys haven't listened to it <laughs> ladies and gentlemen it's my friends alex and charlene Lindsay. you
2: oh. <laughs> wow. it, it only
0: took her like
2: almost a month to like want to submit the paperwork to change her name. So it got me a little nervous. Like if she actually wanted to, and I I was just like, I was like, if you want to keep it, you can
1: a little too late. I put down Lindsay on my marriage license, so I'm stuck with it forever. Now
0: it's like a trial run. It's like, well, let's see how the first month goes. And (laughs) well, if, if the first
2: month is any indication, um, it's, it's Monday at six 30 and we're already at least one mimosa in. Um, so, uh, I th- I think we're going pretty well. Uh, I have more of like a mango mimosa because we ran out of orange juice. And she has what? What do you got? I've
1: got a guava mimosa. You got a guava
2: mimosa. So we're not
1: lame and basic here.
0: Yeah. Oh man, I wish I had a mimosa right now. I have <clears throat> nothing. I was just telling. I was telling guys like my house is currently dry. Um. So actually, last week you guys mentioned alcohol. So I've been hitting the cigar bar near my house. And they were doing tequila tastings. Oh last last Wednesday? The Wednesday before that? Wednesday mm-hmm. before that, two weeks ago. Um, they were tasting in a hundred and fifty dollar bottle of tequila. Oh my god. That's insane. Let me tell you, I don't like straight tequila. If I had hundred and fifty dollars to drop on a bottle of tequila right now, yes. <laughs> See like, that was good tequila.
2: For, for me, like tequila is something I would drink if I'm already like had a few in and and if i just don't think about it then i would have tequila then
1: see i didn't have that crazy experience with tequila that a lot of other people have had where they can never drink tequila again i just was never a huge fan of like the tequila taste in mixed drinks but when it comes to straight tequila or tequila shots After like one or two regular drinks, I am the person who is convincing everyone to take tequila shots. And I will say one time that did bite me in the butt because I went out with my cousins who are a lot older than me. And we went to this super fancy bar in Boston pre-COVID. And I convinced everyone to take two tequila shots. Didn't realize each shot was twenty bucks, so that kind of hit me in the butt a little bit later. But it was a good time, and it tasted delicious.
2: Now we got dual income, so money's not a a thing anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, we still don't have tequila in this house.
0: No, we have a lot of whiskey though.
1: <laughs> All gifted.
0: Whiskey, yes, whiskey's whiskey's good. I'm uh, am assuming you guys are enjoying the one that I uh, uh gifted uh, a couple weeks uh, a month ago now.
1: The Japanese one,
0: yeah, Tree.
1: That was the only whiskey that I have ever drank on the rocks.
2: Straight? So she drank it straight too.
1: I did do that too, but I like usually have to mix it with something or make a whiskey sour. But I, I was like, I got, I'm a married woman now, got a man up. Let's
0: do this thing. <laughs>
2: put some, put some air in your chest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 an image. To, to think about
2: <laughs> um you just you just like it's like you're you you, you hear her say that and it, it, you now just vision her with like a cowboy hat trying to smoke a cigar bro oh, i'm trying to man up now and put some hair on shit and just like has like a cigar and some dip in her mouth and she's uh, spitting no. to the no. ground <laughs> yeah i know she she's like no no i'm gonna throw up if i hear that
0: yeah d- it's <sighs> Dip is a, uh, dip is something I don't think I've ever done, nor would I ever do. Yeah, no,
1: um, okay, I love nice teeth, and if you know someone who dips, <laughs> and you have seen their teeth, they're not pearly white like mine.
0: No. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, dip does that. Granted, I smoke what a we lot. Said it's
1: coffee, but I don't drink coffee either, so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've cut I've cut back on um, uh, on coffee. I think I've shown you guys like I do my caffeine packets in the morning, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and whatnot. But um, so so yeah, what um, at this point, you guys have been married a month. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I you guys were already living together, yeah. Um, just before that, so I mean, yep. what what has changed besides the license at this point? I mean, I know you started <laughs> school almost immediately. Uh what has changed um i mean
2: like we 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 kind of joked about it uh i think a couple months before or, or like a few weeks before we you know got married and you know we were just kind of going through so it's just like is this just really just for insurance purposes now and we were just like i guess so like like for the
1: business transaction yeah
2: i i mean i was i was like kind of like three quarters jokingly said like you know, this is kind of like a business transaction and, you know, in you know, obviously in the world of weddings and planning weddings, there's a lot of business that goes into it, like from the planning and the payments and the meetings, the contracts, the clauses, you got to make sure things are like it. There's so it's more, you feel like you want to come out of, come out of this with like an MBA at the end of it. And, but you know, I mean, if you're looking at the, if you want to look at things that maybe truly have changed, I mean, you know, obviously yes, like you know, my left hand now has a ring on it, and it still feels just weird wearing it because I I never wear really jewelry or anything. Um, But I I just think now it kind of, like personally, what I feel is it kind of is now giving me just that, like thought of like okay. this is we we did this now we you know i'm I'm, it's like so we can do anything but like it's now we can do what we want to do in our lives and you know do all the things that we keep telling ourselves that we want to do but you know we just didn't get a chance to do it yet or we haven't done it yet because hey we, we should probably get married first before we jump into it so
1: I think it also kind of just gets rid of some hurdles, especially when it comes to, like, culture Mm -hmm. and whatnot. It just gives us a little bit more freedom to not have to, like, be sneaky about things, like holding hands in public and stuff like that. It's definitely one of those times where it's, like, it's crazy. Like, we can just do whatever we want, go wherever we want. I mean, we're in COVID times right now, so hypothetically speaking we can um but it's I feel like what I've been telling people who ask me this question is it honestly feels the same to a capacity where it just feels like we've been married for a year at least at this point that the emotional aspect of it is kind of there but at this point we're kind of just like okay now we're ready to like actually celebrate with our friends and you know just have a good time because that I feel like is one of those aspects of a wedding that really solidifies it it's like the union of the friends and the family Mm -hmm. and since we couldn't really have that right now it kind of just does like Alex said feel like a business transaction but at the same time there is that like weird moment of when I'm like signing my name on new paperwork. I had to redo my whole entire signature and change my last name to Lindsay now. So it's like crazy every time when someone's like Charlene Lindsay. And if I see my like Instagram handle, I'm like, oh my gosh, it says Lindsay now and not Varghese. I'm just like, whoa, this is surreal. I had a moment at work actually a few weeks ago when all of our forms have our last names on them. And my friend, is in charge of those forms. And he changed my last name to Lindsay. So when I was looking for my new form, I was like, I don't see Varghese. And I started to yell at him and be like, why didn't you make me a new form? And he pointed to the Lindsay one. It's like, you're right there. I was like, oh crap, that's right. That's, that's (laughs) my name now.
2: (laughs) And, and, and I, and I don't really want to downplay the, you know, the, the business transaction, like making it seem like the wedding is like very just gray and, and bland, like, (laughs) They like it was still extremely special, like, you know, and obviously and I think we kind of talked about it, you know, of, of the why we did the wedding, you know, like so. So for context, you know, for those that didn't listen in last time, we we plan we originally uh, were supposed to plan to have the actual wedding uh, with reception in October of twenty twenty one Uh you know but due to a uh, family health crisis that we we had non COVID related but still very serious uh we made the very well, charlene and i made the very split second decision to uh change the ceremony and make it earlier uh so you know we made that decision in october of 2020 and you know basically we planned it to have a wedding in january at the end of january and you know A lot of things had to go in motion really quickly, Um, you know, from the dresses to the suits to, uh, you know, just coordination, you know, obviously with, you know, the groomsmen, you know, Sam, you know, being a groomsman among several of our friends and, you know, Charlene's friends being bridesmaids. And there was a lot that went into it. But what made it very beautiful was just kind of how. All kind of that stress from planning you know and by stress meaning my wife's stress uh you know because you know in in weddings you know for those of you who are trying to plan or plan a wedding uh or actively planning a wedding uh the the wife will probably be the most stressed out of the both of you or the the significant other you know uh, or who's kind of taking the helmet that you know for our uh you know for our non-heterosexual couples out there uh but it's a very stressful time it's a very stressful thing and there's a reason why people plan this out a year a year and a half advance because there's a lot that goes into it not just for the reception but just the ceremony itself and but everything that we you know that we did and mostly i mean a lot of i give a lot of credit to to charlene because she did most of it i just kind of went along and, you know, and, you know, tried to just keep her calm and, you know, talk where I need to talk and, you know, pay where I need to pay. And, and, you know, it, it all went and came together so perfectly. And, and I think what the, the best part was, was at the end of that, you know, here we are three weeks later, and not a single person that we know that had attended that wedding got sick, um, you know, or, or, got signs of COVID or anything like that. So we, we, we did it
1: responsibly and yeah it was a sign of that too yeah which is awesome i think i mean it was funny because the week leading up to the wedding it was like every single thing was going wrong um one of my really important garments for the indian part of the ceremony got burned so the day before the wedding my parents had to go to uh indian store and find one and let's just say the pickings are very scarce, but we were so blessed and lucky to be able to find one on time. And the owner of the store was able to get it prepped for us for the morning of the wedding. So thankfully that happened. Both of our mom's cars broke down Yep. And oh, wow. Yeah. So bad to the point that my mom had to buy a new car. Yeah. Um, and,
2: and, you know, and one of our one of my groomsmen got COVID, you know, but yeah. thankfully was not near anybody at the time when he did. So, so
1: thankfully no one else had to quarantine. Yeah. Um, there were like just millions of other things. My dress, my seamstress got COVID. So yeah. I was supposed to get my dress two weeks before the wedding. Instead, I got it two days before the wedding. So Not it perfect. was definitely one of those things where things beforehand were falling apart. But come Friday, I went out and got my nails done with my friends and we just relaxed. And from there, everything just went as we needed and everything went beautifully. We loved having all of our um, all of our like closer friends and family I don't want to say closer friends or family, all of our friends and family that could attend because we had limits and whatnot, but just being able to have other people there was really good. And I think the saddest part of it was how quickly it was all over. Yeah. Cause I took months and weeks and days and hours of planning. And I don't even remember what happened between 1130 when my cut, 11.30, 12 o'clock when my cousin finished my makeup to like 10.30 p.m. when Alex and I were back at our hotel room. And I was like, what just happened? But I will say it was awesome because my older brother and my younger brother were in charge of the streaming for our wedding. So we were immediately able to rewatch our wedding. And yeah. that kind of just let us look back and be like, wow, we really just got married.
2: Yeah, and, and, and that's just... I guess one of the things that, you know, with, with COVID kind of sparked a lot of just innovations, you know, I mean, not innovations, but just things that, you know, have been, you know, that have been already there, you know, lots so of like live streaming and everything, but, you know, don't be surprised. You see a lot more people want to live stream their weddings, you know, people already are doing that, you know, it's not really a new concept, but it, it it's becoming more normal. And that's what we did. And, and you know we were kind of nervous if it was going to work or not and and surprisingly it worked extremely well uh you know we had i think over like several hundred different views or something like that um you know i'm not saying maybe 700 people watched it but uh you know the fact that you know our guests
1: were still able to watch yeah. it, even though they weren't there in person was awesome also just a little shout out to jslr productions for your streaming needs
0: Let's be real, though. Those 700, at least three or four hundred of those were probably your mothers going back and watching. Yeah, over <laughs> again. It, I, I, I mean, it, it it was really
2: cool, you know, and and, and honestly, just, uh, you, you, you know, where we look back at our parents when they got married and, you know, I mean, maybe they got a video depending on when they got married, but they probably didn't get it for months later. And the fact that we could literally turn around that night not even 24 hours like that night we got married and we can watch what just happened and and i i i kind of akin it to um think of it like going on like the walk like the catwalk or the runway you know at like you know new york fashion or something like that and there's all this stress there's all this behind the scenes like everyone's just like you know basically ripping their hair out and you know trying to make sure everything looks good and everything looks pretty and then you know but but just the all for a you know 15 second walk down you know the catwalk and back you know I mean granted it in this case it's an out just an hour long wedding but that's kind of how it felt and uh I mean time I I mean I don't know if it you know for any of the married people out there but you know when you see kind of like your your soon-to-be wife walking down the aisle like time kind of slows down I don't know if that's just like the adrenaline kicking in or whichever but like for some reason i kind of felt like time slowing down like for those brief moments where you kind of see her and and you know and guys yes it is okay to cry during your wedding there, there that if you want to look for a moment of weakness or just a moment of just like vulnerability that is probably the absolute best time to be it because that is just like you know i mean i i legitimately like teared up you know because that was something that not only I was so hyped up about you know being told this dress is amazing, your your bride's gonna look super beautiful and everything. I was like, well, I already know she's beautiful, she doesn't need to be in a dress to to convince me of that um that but yeah <laughs> so so <laughs> but um, but you know the the hype lived up, you know, and you know seeing her walk down like that there were there, we were hedging bets uh, my friends and i were hedging bets on who would cry first you know myself or charlene and uh
1: my bet won
2: yeah she
0: won
1: alex cried first
0: so it's funny that you mention this because first and foremost let me say there's a lot of stress on me who had to set the pace <laughs> like, just, you're, <laughs> like oh, you're, the, you're the first one so you're gonna walk i'm like wait a minute so i'm the pace setter uh-oh okay um but on top of that, so I'm up front first one there. I'm up front and I'm watching you, Alex, as she's coming down the aisle. And I don't see the tears. All I saw was you laughing. So I was like, did his brother say something to him or is this just no. him? Like-
2: <laughs> so so uh, to to kind of give you a backstory on that. So um, so so going back to where we said that my my friends were hedging bets on, you know, who would cry first. So so of those that did were some of my really close coworkers. you know really really great friends um and they they were at the wedding there uh and you know she you, and one of my co jackie she said you know yeah you're you're gonna cry first man I'm like seriously you 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 are i'm like okay okay you know maybe but I'm, I'm gonna hold out some doubt here maybe she'll do it first and and then i see her and and there were tears starting to come down and then i I like, I look down and I look up and then I see my coworker. I look at Charlene. I look over, I see my coworker, Jackie. She's staring at me, just pointing at me. He's like, yeah, you are. You are, aren't you? And I'm just like, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> and like, I'm like laughing. I'm like, kind of like giggling to myself and also like cry, like just tearing up at the same time. And I'm just like, what? I, oh my God. Like,
1: <laughs> Sam, I know we sent you the pictures, but they're, there's a pretty solid picture that you can see that he's like crying and laughing at the same exact time. It's great.
0: I'll have to look for that one.
1: Yes, I'll send it to you. It's like
2: a nervous laughter, I guess. Like I don't know, like it's just It doesn't
1: look nervous. It's just like that anticipation laughter cry thing. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where you're just like so happy that you can cry rather than like so sad you
0: can yeah. cry yeah it makes sense. no I just I just remember you were laughing. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I must be missing something <laughs> or that's just like super nervous right now because that's what my family does. and I think I've told you this before, like I go to funeral like when my grandfather passed away like a year ago, me and my whole family, my direct family was laughing. Somebody said one thing, and we're all just like dying for the in a mass, a Catholic mass <laughs> like.
1: Oh, no, trust me, I'm the same way. I'm the kind of person who gets so overwhelmed by crying that I start laughing instead. And people are like, are you crying or laughing? And I'm like, I'm both because that's how I respond. (laughs) But I mean it in the crying way, not the laughing way. I'm not crying because I'm not laughing because I'm in pain. I'm crying because I'm in pain, but laughing at the fact that I'm crying because I'm in pain. Good times.
0: Yeah, but it was it was a it was a good ceremony. I mean, I think we kind of talked about it. You know, it was all the you know, it was especially you know you you come from uh, an Indian family and including all those uh, the couple of cultural things that 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 they did. I thought that was pretty yeah. fascinating. Um, yeah.
1: it was it was good, and we're just so glad we were able to do it the way we were able to do it, and you know, it did go by really quickly. But I think another positive part of having kind of like a two-part wedding is now it's literally just about the partying and having fun. So like we were thinking like one of our friends or siblings or somebody was saying all weddings should be two days because by the end of the ceremony, you're just so exhausted and tired. Like how are you going to have high energy for a whole entire reception? Yeah. But now like literally other than like pictures before the reception, All we have is the partying and to like enjoy our time and eat food and drink drinks and dance dances. And I know Sam, I am, Sam's going to be like one of our head honchos for the Bollywood dance. So it'll be really fun.
0: You have no idea how exciting I am for that.
1: (laughs) Oh, I am so excited. And I know you're going to be so into it, which is just going to make the experience so much better for everyone.
0: So I'm gonna. I don't know if I. I may have told you this story before, but I'm gonna reiterate it again while we're on here. So for my brother's wedding, he. Well, my my older brother Mike doesn't. He's social, but he's not. So my sister-in-law wanted to do like a, a wedding party dance, and he wanted no part of it. <laughs> so my sister-in-law like, "We're gonna do Thriller."
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so for months. In my bedroom by myself, I sat there learning the thriller dance so we could do this at my brother's wedding.
1: (laughs) Incredible. I love that. And the fact that you took that dedication to, like, learn it for months is awesome. I've choreographed plenty of weddings before. I was, like, the go-to in my family to choreograph wedding dances, and I would always do, like, things for the groomsmen or bridesmaids or whatnot. And they all would, like, be like, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it. But they, like, never have time to practice. So I would have to teach them, like, the night before the wedding, which, like, I will say, give them credit because they did a great job for a night before a wedding. But, like, when you put in that dedication, like, it's so much cooler and, like, it's just so, like, whoa, I feel like I'm in a movie right now kind of a moment. But it's definitely super fun and we're excited that you're excited about it. Oh. And we gotta, we
2: gotta get Alex moving. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't we'll
1: because he loves. Me. I,
2: I do it because I love my wife very much, and a we'll happy a wife is a happy we'll life.
0: We'll just make sure you have a few drinks, and we'll get you all situated. You'll be golden. You'll be good to go. Good exactly. to go for that. I live for weddings. I love going to weddings, especially the receptions. Um, It's funny you mention that. Another thing that I I don't know if you guys are into it. I'm not. But uh, for Kat's birthday a couple years ago, we ended up going to a club. I don't do clubs. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, the energy I get when I go to a club, stellar.
1: (laughs) Yes. Okay. So here's my thing. There is multiple factors that go into a club being fun or not. Because I have been to clubs where I'm like, get me out of here. This is awful. I hate it. It's gross. It's sweaty. It's disgusting. And they're not even playing good music. But then you go to like a club where they're just vibing and there's like good throwback songs and like no one's there to be like overly sexy or whatnot That's a good time. Like, when you're just with a big group of friends and, like, having the time of your life. I don't know if you've been to an Indian um, fusion wedding before. No. But, like, we got one of the greatest DJs there is out there, especially when it comes to fusion weddings. And, like, let's just say they get flown out to Cancun and, like, Italy and all these other places to do weddings. So, like, it is, like, the best club scene you have ever had in your whole entire life you might not understand all the music but there'll be a mix of music that are like throwbacks to your heart and like it's just high energy people jumping around like getting that liquid encouragement to like break dance on the floor and like you know the way that like Indian dance parties are stepped up and like the way that you like learn the movements of how to move your shoulders and how to move your arms and how to like jump it just makes everything seem so much more amplified, but all people are doing are jumping up and down with their hands up in the air. And it looks like a million times more fun than it sounds.
0: No, I'm, I'm excited. I've been like, I've been amped for this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it, and,
2: and that, that's what we're going to pretty much make it out to be is, is just nothing but, you know, just fun, you know, and for people to have a good time and, you know, the hotel that we've been working with has been just really amazing throughout the whole process, um, mm-hmm. you know, and and all, all the vendors, too, that that we've been working with, you know, because everyone's, you know, weddings aren't really an end thing right now to do. And it's definitely, you know, and, and anyone that's in the wedding business uh, is is struggling, you know, and so
1: everything's very tentative.
2: Yeah, everything's very tentative, but it also kind of helps us, uh, you know plan ahead and you know and especially when it comes to like covid where anything's possible you know help us be flexible you know what and especially if the worst case were to happen you know
0: word word so alex i think you walked away when Oh, i'm, sure. no, I'm here no 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 earlier. earlier oh yeah so we were trying we were talking about uh just what we hadn't talked about in a while and charlene uh charlene advised obviously we've talked kind of talked about it but i guess uh she has you on the bachelor train right now yes so
2: okay (laughs) let me let me give you my elevator speech as to why the bachelor should be in the same uh you know viewing pool as as wrestling um i know i'm making i know i'm probably like fuming a lot of people right now but just just hear me out i'm gonna pull the mic a little bit closer to me because it's gonna be a good one so so okay so the bachelor right oh and bachelorette too you know what um but but here's the thing both those shows are two completely different shows now hear me out hear me out the bat obviously yes the concept stays the same you have a sexy bachelor or bachelorette and about 25 or so dudes or dudettes all of which which is oddly enough if you watch the bachelor you notice a common trend of uh who who goes on that show 99 percent of the time it's someone that's been in, in a marketing marketing role or has a social media presence role and i find that hilarious but i digress so um so i i view it <laughs> i told people it was like look if you view this as you view the royal rumble uh like it, it, everything makes sense because you know the first episode but but it's like a very long extended royal rumble right that expands like at least eight weeks so you have you know the all the all the people coming in right um or, or I, I wouldn't say royal rumble maybe uh uh battle royale you know where they're throwing people over the top like everyone starts in the ring and then they're throwing everybody over the top rope so um so you know everybody comes in first episode you get to meet all the new characters all their personalities and you know their gimmicks and everything and and when we watched the bachelorette there were definitely people that had like a gimmick like or at least when they first come in uh and and just as they go along you just see people just throw in each other i mean granted under the bus for 90 percent of the time but when people get eliminated it is like hilarious super, super dramatic and hilarious uh and it's just it's so interesting if you view it like that then that show becomes a lot more interesting um you you just hate everyone like on that show. Uh, even and and originally you you you'd be like, oh yeah. So the the host, his name's Chris Harrison. He's you know he's he's a likable guy on the show, and then you find out he he is tolerates you know people who are pieces of shit. So it's just you know. Uh, you you, now nobody's likable on that show anymore. Maybe with the exception of probably the producers in the background who are probably just tearing their own heads off or that one producer who probably just is too old for this. And is just like, I'm just doing this for a paycheck. Uh, So, but everyone on that show, you, you just kind of genuinely just don't like and, and just their personalities. Maybe most, some of them, there might be some that are like tolerable, but for the most part, and I'm saying this for both the girls and the guys The guys are the biggest chads you're ever going to meet. They are (laughs) just these primates in suits. Like that's how I would like to describe them. Like just, just like, just very toxic, just like beating their own chest and like, you know, just like, Oh man, I just, I just love her like so much. I just want her to, to be my wife, you know, like, like just, Super chads, super chads, like just a, like a bunch of gorillas, just like beating their chest to, you know, fight over their mate. Like that is literally just how that that is done. And it is just so hilarious. And and you, and that's what makes it so watchable, I guess. Um, which fun fact, speaking of wrestling, um, they had a professional wrestler. They had Lita. On um, the Bachelorette, um, where she taught along with a professional uh, UFC fighter—I forgot the name—but uh, uh, Lita was on, actually teaching the guys how to wrestle. I was like, "Oh, okay, I can get invested into this show now because they have someone I recognize from the WWE, and I—I'm—I'm I'm into this now. Okay, good. So, uh, but yeah.
1: Another one of Alex's favorite parts of the show is. How every now and then, at least like the most recent seasons, they like to bring in contestants halfway through. So it's kind of like the Royal Rumble when Money in the, the Bank three guests.
2: Yeah, it is literally a Money in the Bank scenario where just this this random like it was the most recent one. This random blonde woman from I think an original uh, bachelor, bachelor show just just shows up, and this is current COVID. So she's like, "Yeah, I gotta like quarantine," which. Props to her being like, yeah, I have to quarantine just so I can meet this guy. I mean, I'll give her a lot of credit to that. But it is so hilarious where it's just like it's about 80 percent way through the show. And you just uh, you just get all these girls are like, yeah, no, we're all you know, like, yeah, we're fighting for Matt's love. Uh, And then just like it's like if Santino Morella like walked into The Bachelor and everyone's like. You know, I don't know if I could swear this, but they're just like, who the fuck is this person who (laughs) like who get who is this? Get get out. And like immediately, like within the same episode, just eliminated. And I was just I was like, wow, like all that hype for literally just like a 30 second appearance and just gets just bodied out the door. And I'm just like, rest in peace, bro
0: did we yeah that I think you showed me that I, uh, oh you guys were telling us about that a couple weeks ago right yeah I think Alex videotaped
1: himself <laughs> commenting over I, it and just sent it to you guys
0: I, I literally just like
2: went. I, I just put myself over in my best like uh Jim Ross voice and when when uh, the bachelor just goes to the woman she's like it's like I think you should leave he's like my
0: god, By god <laughs> she killed her <laughs> Oh, man, that's 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 wild. That's... Also,
1: to, just to reiterate, I don't watch this seriously. I got into it because my friends are in... Um, one of my best friends, she was actually my maid of honor, she does a fantasy league for this. And it's so funny because you just pick whoever you think might get to the top four or five in the season. And when she first started doing it, it was only like a small group of people... And then started getting bigger and bigger. And she was like, hey, you should join it and just do it for fun. And, like, I just love being able to talk to them while watching it and just being like, oh, my gosh, is this person really serious? And, like, the thing is, like, the girls and the guys on these shows are around our ages. So, like, I'm like, you're 23 years old and think, like, you will never find love. Girl, you need, a, you need to get out there and do more than just try to be on The Bachelor. But, like... It's just one of those things where it's so fun to talk about because it's like no one really goes on the show to really find love. And everyone knows that it's all about the PR. It's all about getting those Instagram deals and whatnot and becoming an amateur model. Um, at least that's what 90 percent of people who watch the show. believe. There,
2: There is a there's a woman on the show. She just got uh, eliminated. I think about like over halfway through.
1: Spoiler alert.
2: But she she literally identifies herself like as as a profession, like, you know, people come and say, I'm a social media marketer. I'm a I'm a TV news journalist. I'm a media. I'm a, you know, astrologist. And this woman just walks in and be like, my job is I'm a literal queen. I'm like, Jesus Christ, we found our heel. Like I was like, (laughs) I was like, they are going to keep this woman on for about. Almost the whole show, and they they lit like it's literally the most unlikable woman you would meet on that show like you you just think like, yeah no, she's gonna be gone like first episode, like this is a crazy person personality, and they literally kept her on throughout probably about halfway through the show and and I was just I, and in my mind I'm thinking like, oh wow, she might go the distance, like maybe to like the top five, but that that didn't work out, and I'm just it. W- it was a very dramatic end, which I thought was hilarious. But it it it, it just goes to show just the very interesting people you'll run into. Just
1: to let you know, there are 37 people currently in that fantasy league right now, and we're expecting even more next season. So but,
0: I
2: might need uh, it on this. Well, and the interesting thing is, so at the end of every show. I'm pretty sure they're going to be doing like an elderly bachelor or something. I am. I am very positive because after every show, they put out an ad saying, if you know someone over the age of 60 that wants to, you know, find love. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to do an elderly bachelor, aren't they? I was like or like uh, or like, you know, like the dating game, you know, like back in the day. I'm Mm -hmm. like, they do something like that. But like, I'm really hoping it's like an elderly bachelor, just a bunch of 60 year old boomers, just like getting into drama and shit, just like over Reginald's heart or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Maybe we should. Maybe I should for shits and giggles. I'd vote vote for for you. I'll
1: let you know when she starts up again
0: yeah well i'm not even just talking that maybe i should maybe we should try to get me an application under one of those shows
2: i'm all for it
1: (laughs) we can nominate you if you'd
2: like i'll nominate you i'll nominate you tonight
0: yes (laughs) yes they are casting right now yo you say for what the bachelor or bachelorette both oh man
1: but in order to really become the bachelor you usually do have to be a contestant on the bachelorette first (laughs) And vice
0: versa. Well, that's fine. I uh, I think like I like I asked you before. I mean, uh, <laughs> I show up in a Hawaiian shirt, a cigar, and my cowboy boots. Like, yes. Like, like I'm I'm guaranteed a TV deal at some point because of that. <laughs> it's like you invite one of the be- It's like it's like you invite
2: one of the, the the ladies over to like your hotel room, you know, and and you have like this like romantic night, and then she'll look on like your mantle and be like, why is there like a dozen or so different wrestling figures on your mantle. It's like, listen, <laughs>
0: you'll love me. It's it's a way of life. By the way, you could show me skills in Smash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Jeez. So I was actually, I was almost up in your neck of the woods yesterday. Um, Had to drop Nick off up in uh, Jamaica Plains. And I'm like, oh, maybe you should stop by. And then I looked at the time. It was like, I think it was three at this point. I'm like, no, nah, that's still like another, I think, 25 minutes, 30 you minutes. It's
2: about a half hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were he... home at the time, I think. Yeah,
1: we had nothing going on. Yeah, just...
2: we, we were
0: just playing VR in our living room. You have a VR headset? Yeah, we have an Oculus Quest. Did I miss this conversation? Wow, I'm totally blanking
1: we advertised it much <laughs> yeah
2: we didn't really say it much but yeah we have one We've been, we even we play it every at least once a week or so what do you what do you uh what are you guys currently playing so we have like a mix so like we obviously have like beat saber um
1: can i just say that alex loves playing the jonas Brothers songs
2: it's it's beat difficult saber? it's super like it's very technical like it, it, it's it, it is
1: really fun he does better than i do
2: it, it, it especially like the very quick technical ones because like so so like you can get custom songs on there you know um there's like you can get pretty much anything you can get like Rammstein, yeah you can get, like sabaton. yeah sabaton romstein like you can get pop songs on there like jonas brothers or a cheer in um you know like hip-hop rap songs uh you know you can i mean you, you there, there's you have to have like the the steam version of it but um it is very possible uh but like you know we play a lot of beat saber uh I we have like a, a boxing VR, which is kind of like a nice little workout type VR game that that I played. It's it's actually pretty fun. Um, and then I'll play stuff like Pavlov or uh, they actually so on the quest they have uh, you know, they have like their own store on there. So like the, the thing is with the quest is that you can play it with without needing cables like, you know, your basic Oculus Rift or your Valve Index or anything like that. So with the quests, like I have some some games like uh, I think there's a Star Wars game uh called I think Tales from Galaxy's Edge, I believe it was called. I was playing a little bit of that yesterday. That was really fun. Um uh, I just bought Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, which is a uh, you know, it's a Walking Dead game, so you get to kill zombies. That's I haven't tried that yet, but I heard it's really good. And then uh, you know, I do have some like racing games, uh Star Wars Squadrons is another one. I haven't really played it too much, but uh Definitely want to dive into it. I have a crazy VR backlog and I just need to just dive into it.
0: Is it equivalent to my just general backlog of like unopened games? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, my my version of of gaming, you
2: know, I mean, and, and Charlie and I, we we play games together, you know, uh, I mean, a lot of the things we usually play are, you know, whether it be like VR or uh, like we'll play like, you know, Nintendo games, whether it be like Mario Party, Mario Kart, um, you know, Mario Tennis is another one we usually play. Uh, I do want to try and get her into more PC gaming. Fingers crossed. Uh, She sees me play some games like Arma 3 and, uh, you know, other things. And, you know, she'll kind of ask me about it. Uh, So uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll get her into it, you know, and and uh, see where that goes. So.
0: But they're gonna say something like get her into like Warhammer or something. <laughs> something Total like. War
2: Yeah, get her get her in some Warhammer. Uh, you know. So actually her coworkers, um, kind of a small segue, are starting a Dungeons and Dragons uh like group, an, an online just like through Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whichever. And we are actually gonna give it a shot. So we're actually gonna you know uh whenever that starts up maybe in the next week or so you know create our own characters and you know uh one of her coworkers slash friends uh is kind of starting off as the as like the dungeon master so uh it's kind of a learning experience for all of us but uh, i think that we we kind of see it in like uh you know i don't know if you ever watch like up up down down but um they uh they do uh, a dungeons and dragons segment uh which uh, I saw live actually at uh, Pax East on the last, pretty much the last Pax East before the pandemic hit. And th- like that kind of just got me so interested in wanting to do it, but I just never really had the opportunity to, you know, and, but now like, you know, her friends are starting to get into it. I was like, okay, you know what? I want to try it. That actually sounds pretty fun. And I'm just curious on what her character would be.
1: Yeah, it's like one of those one-shot ones where you kind of... It's like a shortened version of it, because they've been playing for a very long time now, and I've been saying how I need to eventually learn. So this is their way of kind of getting me started. And then Alex was interested, so he's going to join us too. We just have to set up our game and whatnot. But it'll be fun, because I feel like Dungeons & Dragons is one of those games where I've always heard of it. And it always seemed interesting to me because it's so creative and, like, mystical. And it's very strategic as well. But it's also one of those games where you kind of make the game as you go rather than having to, like, pay attention to a very certain set of rules. Because that's kind of how, like, PC gaming is a little more difficult for me because that hand-eye coordination thing is not so great right now. (laughs) (laughs) especially like on a keyboard so
0: yeah keyboard keyboard can take some time to get used to i mean i grew up with our old pc after my father bought our second one Mm -hmm. me and my brothers we'd play starcraft all the time so i got used Mm -hmm. to that you know fast pace uh real-time strategy kind of just just being able to do that plus playing doom and you know all the classics on there Mm -hmm. um yeah, no, no. I think you'd enjoy Dungeons and Dragons. I've I've had a couple of friends who've wanted to do campaigns, but it's yeah. like several different people have asked me to do campaigns from several. You know, because you know, I know everyone under the sun. Um, yeah. So they're like, "Hey, what if what if we want to do D and D?" And the more I think about it, I'm like, I'm "Like you're like the seventh person to ask me," and that's a lot of dedication right now for time I don't have. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but that's why I like the idea of these like one shot ones, where like, it's just one time. You know, you don't have to keep playing it again, and the, that way, like, you get that experience in like a condensed version. That way, like, if you do like it, or if I do enjoy it, I can join an actual campaign.
0: Yeah, it's a good way. To, great way to start. Great way to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, you are you partaking in that? Yes. Word. Word. What kind of, what, what theme is it, if you don't mind me asking?
1: So we don't know exactly yet. Um, one of my friends, he's practicing being dungeon master because again, my friends have all played it before, um, in this group. So I'm kind of the only one who's never done it before. So it's one of those things where I'm learning the basics and Alex also having never played it before is going to learn the basics. And our other friend is kind of practice being a dungeon master and our other friend is like just helping walk through it while playing. Okay. Yeah. So that way, like, once I get a hang of it and Alex gets a hang of it, we can actually start doing like really more in depth games. And like, my friend wants to like focus more on being a dungeon master and like work on that too. So it's kind of like we're just helping each other grow like a little garden,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> like a family. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had um. So the first time I played Dungeons and Dragons, and actually these were official D and D books, the ones my friend had, who I who was the dungeon master for this particular league, they were Tokugawa Japan period D and D books. Oh, okay. I, I'm I'm interested. So I- we did pretty much Dungeons and Dragons, but it was samurais. Ooh.
2: I like this. I like this. Kind of like a little, sounds like a little bit like a Dynasty Warriors type thing. I love it.
0: Yeah. So it was funny. So my buddy, who was very into it, he had a board made out. He's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to do this. I got everything all set up. I forgot who I was playing with. I was playing with Rob, you know, Rob, and Mm -hmm. my buddy, Josh Pierce, who you haven't met. And like, we go, we get ready. We're getting ready to play. My buddy's like, okay. Immediately he goes, Okay, so and so comes in the room, what do you do? And my my two friends, not me for whatever reason, it didn't happen to me, but my friends, like the first three days, were rolling crits, just 20 <laughs> across the board. And my just, buddy just, just go... wasting dudes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like everything he had planned out. He goes, huh. So um give me a minute. I gotta kinda like rework this now.
2: <laughs> it's like, oh, you completely defeated the Shogunet uh dragons are here wait a minute (laughs) i thought this (laughs) realism dragons are here um no that's good you guys have to let me know what you think when you do play it
1: yes we will
2: i've been Uh, i've been trying to think of the kind of character i want to be but it it, i'm i'm just not sure yet
1: meanwhile i'm just gonna go in completely blind and figure it out
2: (laughs) you gotta choose your race you know what what type of you know I am
1: Dinosaur. I go Roar.
2: Okay, so Lizard Person. (laughs) So you will be Lizard Person.
0: No, I am Dinosaur. I go Roar. (laughs) So, you mentioned that. Did you get her a magic deck with dinosaurs in it yet? I mean, I already have one. I just have to,
2: like, build it. So, but I will probably get her own dedicated dinosaur-related deck. So I think it's mostly, like, greens and stuff. So Yeah, I haven't
1: learned how to play that yet either.
2: Yeah, so we, we just haven't had the time to, like, teach her how to play Magic the Gathering. So And
1: it's only been the two of us, so it's kind of hard to just play with two people.
0: You can do it. Actually, not going to lie, I prefer to do one-on-one games. Yeah. Because but I feel lot- like when
1: you're learning, though, it's a little difficult because it's like, are you really teaching me? Or are you, like, just trying to let yourself win?
0: Yeah, it, de- it 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 depends, I feel like, with Alex. Alex, you a pretty <laughs> fair teacher. You
1: underestimate his competitiveness.
0: Yes. You know, for me, I'll tell you right now, I've known how to play Magic since I was 11 years old, and wow. I actually only started playing it three years ago. Oh, wow. Because I had a lot of friends who were, compet- like, they're, you know, super, super competitive. Mm-hmm. Like, they built decks to go into tournaments. And they're like, oh, let's casually play a game. And then they, you know, murk you in turn four. And it's like, why did we even just play?
1: <laughs> like, why? Yeah, we'll have to play together sometime once I learn.
0: Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm decent for knowing how to play and playing as yeah. long as I did. I'm not, like, crazy, crazy good at it. But, like...
1: Yeah, that's why it's good for me to play. So I might have a chance... <laughs>
0: Yeah, you 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 could. I would be. I would. I don't want to say I'm a, a good starter opponent, but like, no, playing me. You know, I'm not. I would be not competitive. I just yeah. be like, okay. I'm just gonna play, play unless we'll play. Like, you know, we can get you to play some of Ken's decks, which are frightening. In a- yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, Ken is.
0: I Ken would be like a final
2: boss when it comes to teaching Charlene how to. Play magic. He can be very kind, but then he can also be very ruthless and end you in three turns.
1: (laughs) That's okay. He'll have to build me up so I'm the one who is ruthless. And he'd be like, I thought you were a beginner.
0: I mean, I could give you my, and it's the deck he hates all the time. Like, anytime he wants to try out a new deck, I always take out my land destruction deck.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay, so here's the plan. I learn how to play, get better and better, and then pretend, tell Ken, well, he might hear this podcast, hopefully not. We tell him that I just want to play with you guys all for the first time. And I'm like, I'll, I'll I'll play a couple of rounds dumb, and then I'll bring out your deck, your land destruction deck or whatnot, and be like, bam.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll <laughs>
1: still lose, but still. <laughs>
0: Yeah, now you got me uh man, we haven't played magic in a while. Ugh Well next time I come up, which I know we talked about very soon. Um I'll have to bring my decks up. We can do dinner and we can play magic and then I don't know. Um
1: You guys you and Alex can go on your little date to boom boom
0: games. Yes. Yes, that's that was (laughs) that was the next thing I was gonna say because there's some stuff I need to see if they have because I, I cannot tell you I mean, you knew Ale you saw my face when I'm like, dude, I can't find half this shit in the whole state of Rhode Island.
2: Well, like, I I made a mistake because I so I didn't realize that. Um, so you've played Time Crisis before, right? Yep. You know, OK, so they I actually bought Time Crisis 3 from there for the PS2 with both gun cons. But dummy me not knowing the like, you know, the ins and outs of you know, TVs and everything Uh, didn't realize that you can't use the gun cons on a flat screen TV. It has to be on a like CRT type television. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I learned that the hard way. So now I have to unfortunately return it because I don't have an old school TV to play it on. I was super excited because I used to play Time Crisis a lot as a kid, like wasted a lot of money at the arcade playing Time Crisis. But I did buy Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks just started
0: that I'm very happy to say it's brought back some nice memories. I just recently bought well I had to get an updated Xbox um because my old Xbox I think it got fried because it just didn't work anymore. So I got an updated no old Xbox. So I bought a couple of titles, but then That's I also ended up picking up I found online Alex, do you, I don't know if you know, Charlene, Alex, do you remember the Neo Geo Pocket? Yes. Okay. Do. In my hands right now, I was able to obtain one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh it 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 turns on and it works great. It didn't come with any games though. All the games I came across online were like 35-40 bucks. Yeah. So I hit every video game store in Rhode Island. And then I messaged Bowser's Basement in Taunton, and nobody has any games for this thing. So I'm like, there's only one place that I think I'm going to have to try that would most likely have what I need.
2: And and they did, didn't they?
0: Well, no, I got to go up there. I got to come visit you and go to uh, go there.
2: You know, if you message them on Facebook, they'll they'll they reply back pretty quickly.
0: I'll have to do that after this. Um, but yeah, I love, I want to make my way back up there. That store is so fucking cool. Like it is. <laughs> they and
2: they've they've added a lot of new Product there too, so like I've spent a lot of money on there. So uh, Alex
1: and I were talking about it yesterday. I was saying I was mentioning how walking in that store is like walking into a store that is made specifically for both you and Alex. I was like, this is a Sam and Alex store. Like everything that you can think of that they like is in this store.
2: Mhm. Mm-hmm. I was I was almost debating on buying a GameCube just. If they had uh, Godzilla destroy all monsters on there, but they oh, don't. I might have my copy of that still. Like it, they, they, they have a very nice, large, like PlayStation Two selection there. I mean, they they will have some like PS4 games or Xbox One games there. Uh, they do. They'll sell like the occasional Switch there every so often. Most uh,
1: importantly, they had High School Musical Sing It and Barbie Horse Adventures.
0: They did. I was tempted in buying it. <laughs> Barbie Horse Adventures. Nope, that's not... I remember my brother, Mike, we, he borrowed one of my cousin's Game Boys. I think when we were younger. And he, it was a Barbie game. It was like a scuba diving one or something like that. He, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think in like an hour, he's like, yeah, I beat that. That was quick.
1: So the thing with Barbie Horse Adventures is back in the 2000s or whenever this was. Yeah, sometime in the 2000s, um, my brother had one of those like jailbroken Xboxes. Mhm. And so one of the games on there was Barbie Horse Adventure. And I would play it every now and then, and my brother got fed up with me losing all the time that he started playing it, and it got so difficult that like he was struggling to beat it, but he would play it like every day trying to beat it.
0: That's a, that's a guy who likes his who loves his sister.
1: Well, <laughs> no, he was doing it more in spite of me. Um, but like, this is a guy who was playing Halo and Call of Duty and, like, Ghost Recon all the time, playing Barbie Horse Adventure. And now he's probably embarrassed if he ever hears this.
0: I, I, I mean, he he beat it. You can say that he beat it. I mean, uh, there's no embarrassment there. I don't think he beat it. <laughs> he needs to up his chops. <laughs> so, it's funny because my nephews, right now, we just got them a Switch for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And they've been playing it. And every, and we give it, we, my brother gave him all of his old stuff. So they have the old Game Boys, they have the old, um, the, their DS, the DS my brother had and whatnot. So they're playing them. Um, and my brother, um, or the, which one was it? They've, a couple of them have been playing Pokemon, And one of them came up to me like a month ago and was like, hey, Uncle Sam, I'm like of a level 30 something Charizard. Like, like, like I was trying to be like, like, I'm like, cool, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, look at him, I go. You want to try that Charizard out against Uncle Sam? Come Mm -hmm. on, kid, I'll take my copy out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then that day he learned how to be a real man. (laughs) Oh, man um yeah i think i i definitely you know i mean especially with this pandemic i think you know playing games has kind of helped us you know which because like we we would like to you know we we like to travel like to go to different places and kind of see different things but since that you know i mean obviously people still do it but like for us we still want to be safe and be responsible so it's just it it and that's just one of, I think the things that kind of helped keep us together too, you know, that was like one of our challenges of living together and being together is, you know, not have, you know, and not having that ability to go out and kind of be adventurous because we just, you know, met like health wise, it's a health risk. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, just one of the, it's just one of those things I think that helped make our marriage stronger and, and, you know, and, and that too, just like, Playing games with each other, you know, figuring out different ways of how to be productive with each other and, you know, the different ways of finding entertainment with each other, you know, whether it be.
1: But also like kind of finding our own little things to do, because I do not play nearly as many video games as Alex does. Mine is more just like every now and then. So I usually will like go pick up my guitar or like read a book or do like do do like a painting or a drawing or something and then Alex will go and sit and play Arma or Total War his two favorite games and like it's just like hey we're in the presence of each other but doing our own thing which also lets us be independent and like do our own thing and know what we like that like keeps us sane I guess Mm -hmm. but also like lets us do our own thing at the same time
0: which is very, very healthy in a relationship. I can't say how many I've been in where that was. It, it, that was one of the the, the uh, contributing factors of the relationship not working because you know the other person had to be with me all the time and do everything all the time, mm-hmm. and it had to be on their terms. It's, it's. It, I mean, you guys know it's that's not healthy at all. Like, no. Nope. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, it's always like a balance. It is. Obviously, you don't want to be playing video games and being separate consistently but at the same time like it's good to have those like for example for alex unless we have something planned ahead of time saturday nights are his arma nights and like
2: arma with the boys
1: yes and so like that is like his routine and for me it's like talking to one of my friends on skype and like watching tv while he's upstairs playing arma and like that kind of lets us have our like own little thing
2: and monday nights of the bachelor nights
1: but that's something we do together (laughs) (laughs) but it's just one of those things where like it's good to have your separate things too because that's Part of who you are and part of like what you enjoy so it's not good to take that away from either one yeah sometimes that might have to be adjusted to like which days or which times for example last weekend we had and the weekend before that we had a few other commitments and we were able to just you know skip over our night for the night or there are times where i'll skip my thing to go to like dinner with alex and his friends or something so it's definitely, you know, about compromise and figuring out what works.
0: Yeah, yeah, compromise, compromise. Yeah, you, and I, I, I talked to you guys, and it's, it's funny, like, we had this discussion last time, you guys are like, one of the, the one of the couples I think I idolize the most in terms of, like, the way you guys work, the way you operate, the way where... So you guys work, for the most part, I mean, you guys, you probably have your days and your moments. But you guys, for the most part, work as a relationship, I think, should. Um,
1: <laughs> Sorry. So Alex is literally making faces at me right now.
0: <laughs> as you're saying this. I say it out of pure flattery. <laughs> but, like... You know, like I said, I've been in—I've been in the opposite end of things. But when I hear, you know, you guys have everything—I don't want to say have everything planned out, but you guys know how to work with each other without each other. Uh, you guys understand it. You guys work with each other. You don't work against each other.
1: Um, yeah. Thank you. Like I think the big thing is that we've learned how to communicate with each other. I mean, obviously, it's not perfect right away when you're in a relationship or whatnot, but it's kind of just being like talking about like hey this bothers me how can we fix it or hey i think i can improve on this how should we go about it it's a lot of just you know
2: it takes a lot of practice it it takes it's not something that is gonna get like you know where where we got here in life took years of just figuring it out and, and just kind of trial and error you know and and obviously a, a part of it meant talking about you know ourselves to each other and what makes us tick what doesn't make us tick what what what's our interest what's our pet peeves
1: being an open book is really yeah important.
2: and and it's easier said than done is really difficult like for me i try not to be a very open person when it comes to like talking about like my problems or my stresses you know that we get every day but you know it it's that you know you you don't do it out of like oh i just don't want to talk to her about it it's just that's just how i've always thought about it and
1: that does not work in a relationship
2: yeah and it just doesn't but it's not something that you can fix overnight It, it is something that You know, it has taken us, you know, three and a half years worth of what are you doing? Uh, (laughs) It took over three and a half years of, uh, you know, of just working and talking it out and, you know, going. And for us, I mean, I mean, I don't recommend a couple going, you know, you you don't have to go through traumatic experiences to, uh, you know, build a stronger bond with your significant other but what really kind of led to us to make a decision of getting married you know pretty much within our you know third you know year was you know just a lot of traumatic things that happen you know between the both of us not not directly like directly
1: just traumatic because you know uh, there were traumatic things that happened, but also just major life changes yeah. and lots of big events and things that kind of alter how your life is and how you react to things. And like, you know, it's those major moments. I would say the biggest advice I can give is one: make sure you consistently communicate, but communicate clearly and openly. Like, yeah, there are some times where I felt like I might have been too open with Alex. But if I wasn't that open, we wouldn't be able to figure out why am I upset or why are we not getting along right now? Or why are we fighting? Like, because those are the things that we were able to, like, work around and figure out what works for us. But also another thing is, like, take your time when you're in a relationship to really get to know each other because it's not always going to be about the romance and the traveling and the like physicality of a relationship. When you're in a relationship, you really need to like practice being your own person and doing your own things. You need to practice, um,
2: meshing your life together. Like, like, and and it it just goes back to me saying like, the, the wedding was kind of like a business transaction because you know, when you go through this life with with each other there's a lot of big decisions you know i'm not saying like they're business decisions but there's a lot of big decisions that the both of you have to make especially when you are so well into this relationship you know and and obviously it's big decisions you don't have to make right away you know because in that first beginning stages you know that first really year of your relationship you guys are figuring each other out like you're not going to figure each other out within six months. It's going to take at least a year, maybe more, depending on, you Your know. experience yeah. and
1: what happens in life. Because, for example, like six months in a regular world with commuting and, like, travel and all that is not the same as six months in a pandemic. So, like, it's very different trying to figure out, like. Time. I mean, everyone has their own timeline, but the big thing is, like, make sure that you know how each other reacts to different things, whether it's sadness, stress, happiness, Um, like, make sure you have similar values, like, yeah, Alex and I might not have the exact same, like, religious background or religious beliefs, but, like, we have very similar values of what we think is right and what we think is wrong. We re- We know how to react to each other. Like Alex knows, when mm. I am steaming and pissed off, I will just run my mouth about whatever is pissing me off. But then at the end, I just released it all and I feel good. And, you know, it prevents me from, like, over jumbling things alex is laughing at me right now um and like i know for him that's just like putting headphones in and going downstairs to the gym or um playing some video games and just not talking for a little bit but the thing is if we didn't communicate that but i that's listen what helps us
2: but i listen yes. keyword i listen i listen yes. i may i may not
1: no i'm just saying different <laughs> situations so i'm yeah but like, yes, he's a good listener. Um, but he also knows that like, sometimes I just need to let off steam and I'm okay. Or sometimes it's like, Hey, I, we have to be clear with each other. There needs to be a change or it, or if this is just something I just need to get off my chest and I'll be fine. And so that's another big thing. Communication again, I know it's cliche, but that is the biggest thing. But also this is, I feel like I'm a, mom right now do not settle do not um do not underestimate your own self-worth especially for those who might be in newer relationships that you feel like no one else might ever love you in the future or like if you get out of a relationship that you're not gonna find someone better or something better because that's not true and like whatever relationship you're in you should feel like you're able to grow with each other in ways that are separate but together so you foster each other's growth like I helped, like I was helping Alex pushing him to you know believe in himself and apply for the jobs that he applied for and now he's where he is now because before he was in a completely different part of life and you know, he didn't really think he would get the job he's in right now. But, like, I would be like, hey, you should do this. You should do this. And, like, just give it a try. It doesn't hurt to try. And vice versa. Like, for me, with a lot of physical issues, he was really great at enc- encouraging me encouraging me to be like, hey, look how far you've come. Because a few years ago, you were not where you are right now. So just having each other to be like, hey, these are the good things that you're doing. And this is, like something that you're doing yourself and I'm here just encouraging you, that is a really awesome feel because you know you're independent and doing your own thing, but you have somebody who's like uplifting you. And like it's kind of like they're your spotter if you're doing deadlifts or, you know, benching or something. They're there to catch you if you fall, but they're also there to like cheer you on as you do good things. And just finding somebody who is consistently, you know, everyone has a good day or a bad day, but somebody who is consistently making you feel like a better person is the right person.
0: Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's well said. That's very well said.
2: I agree. (laughs) Uh, I agree with the wife.
0: (laughs) It's happy wife happy happy life right yes um yes <laughs> <laughs> um no it's funny you mentioned that charlene because when you two started dating uh sometime into your dating uh life um i was still seeing somebody who had also physical ailments and i asked i a- i think i asked alex how he handles that because yeah I, I
2: oh i mean did you want me to go in in depth with that or
0: no, 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 no. I was just, I was just kind of remind, I mean, we can, but like, it just kind of reminded me because I remember asking you about that and you're like, well, this is what I do. You know, I reassure and this and that and I'm like, okay, let me try that. And Yeah. I think not, not the same results, but I think that was for an obvious reason. Um, Yeah.
2: I mean, everyone's, everyone's different. I mean, you know, (laughs) I like, you know, with what Charlene had been going through, you know, was, you know, something that she had, throughout her, her whole childhood, you mm-hmm. know, and it was something that people would tell her that, oh, that's limiting her. And you, and, you, and and in certain respects it was, you know, obviously like if, if there was a certain amount of activity, it would get really, really painful for her. And, you know, yes, that that's something like her body was telling her. And it was to the point where we needed sur- you know, it needed surgery. And and this was during, you know, I think about Yeah, okay. yeah you know, so when we were about like well over a little bit over a year you know she i mean she graduated college and you know had this very life-altering surgery that you know uh in, in some ways it, it changed I feel
1: like this story could be a whole other podcast yeah so yeah but don't get too I, much I don't, don't
2: want to get into the weeds but like but but really like was it very challenging for me and for you know trying to you know make someone who you know make someone feel better all you know by having you know when she had something that i could never understand and you know i could never just you know i couldn't get it because i ne- i never you know i never been through what she went through her entire life and and i just kind of i just i told her i was like i accept that you know i accept i will never have been gone through what you what you you know, gone through and what you're still going through in in some ways. But I know that whatever you are going through and whatever, you know, you had gone through, isn't going to change the fact that, you know, I'm looking at a very beautiful woman who, you know, I love very much, you know, and, and that was kind of the one way I could best like communicate that to her because you know, it, you can't just give all the answers. You know, you can't just say like, oh, well, this is how I think. As I, I can't tell her how to live her life because she knows how to already live her life because she's had to adapt in so many ways. But what I can tell her is whatever you are going through, you just tell me what you need from me and I'll do it. And I'm going to keep telling you how much of an amazing woman you are because in reality you, you are, you know, and and that was how I think kind of helped me in just making her life better while she was kind of going through this, you know, journey medically and, you know, physically and, you know, and now where she is today, you know, is leaps and bounds where she was, you know, like, you know, three years ago. So.
1: Also just kind of going off of what you said earlier, Sam, about like asking Alex for advice. That's usually a good thing with Alex, at least. But also, be careful. Like, one thing I had to learn is be careful who you ask for advice, because everyone has a different kind of way to give advice. And I can surely tell you there used to be people that I thought would be good for advice, but they kind of just made me more stressed out and made me more worried. In the long run, I realized they were probably just unhappy in the relationship they were in at the time, but... The thing is that can project onto your relationship so out of all people i would say first consult with the person you're in a relationship with mm-hmm. really just be open and communicate with them or like if that's not an option right away because you're trying to still figure out how you should communicate with them look into what your love languages are because i know that sounds crazy but that helps you understand yourself and what you need um And also communicate with people that you know will give you, excuse me, uh, unbiased opinion or somebody who will give you advice that is only going to help you rather than like put a idea in your mind that, oh, like, yeah, I'm yeah, I agree with you or oh, I don't agree with you. It's like, hey, you should communicate this way. Like, don't have them give you an exact answer because that's something that each person is different. So, like, finding the answer for yourself but asking the right questions is better than just taking someone's straight-up advice. Because there are great people who give advice. There's also terrible people who give
0: advice. So, so in this particular case, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't have to get into it. A lot of people, you know, didn't like the person in question. But the reason I actually reached out to Alex was because, like I said, the girl I was dating had a you know she had her own physical ailments going on and most people i know or i don't want to say most, i don't want to throw people under the bus but there were people who when i you know who when they knew about that they're like why would you want to date somebody who's sick all the time i go that's never bothered me
1: yeah exactly
0: i i've heard that from people it's like
1: oh i heard it from people all the time too telling me that no one's gonna date me because i have physical disabilities
0: yeah, and you know, I think that's cruel. I I think it's cruel. Yeah. You know, so I've never looked. But you know, I was it a challenge? Oh yeah, it was a challenge. But like you know, Alex was dating you at the time, so that was kind of like one of those things. Okay, he's in the you know, he's dating somebody who has things going on. Yeah. You know, See, so that's was just also
1: like, a great way of going about it, like having somebody who's had experience in a certain situation. Yeah.
0: You know. So that w- in that particular case that's why yes. um most other cases I think I heard people's opinions without asking for them mhm cuz you know people like to give opinions and whatnot yeah but, yeah um but yeah that was the only reason why I asked in that particular case
1: Oh yeah no I mean sometimes you do need that like extra advice too though just to get like like not to make up your decision but to like kind of put out what options there are out there you know and how you can tackle certain things because for example Alex and like Alex was the first boyfriend I ever had in my whole entire life I had no experience so like I had to ask some of my friends like I think Sam I've even talked to you before because I was like I have no idea if I'm in the wrong or not can I hear your opinion just so I can like get every like so i can get like multiple things in front of me and come up with a solution myself
0: you know um yeah that makes sense that makes sense um and not so much you know like you said not having somebody make your decision but kind of give their input and their insight from their experience
1: yes
0: because whatever i tell you despite it being it's kind of like kids so like my (laughs) mom (laughs) <laughs> so, so my mother has told me, and she you've probably heard this from your parents, you cannot raise all of your kids the same way. You cannot deal with them all the same way
1: because mm-hmm. they're
0: always going to have something different. A great example. Surprisingly enough, the brother I had the biggest issue with and the most problems with growing up was Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my parents, when we were growing up, you know they handled zach Nick Zach, Mike and myself, you know they'd be a little more assertive, you know you shouldn't do that, you can't do that x, y z Nick loves engagement, so by engaging him, you were giving him what he wanted instead of being assertive and being like x, y, and z, it'd be like, okay, can't deal with that that way we're gonna we're gonna you know they would they wouldn't engage him mhm, so he wouldn't you know act up or do something so because he wanted the attention because he was yeah. the baby of four. <laughs> but um no I uh, that that makes yeah that makes
1: yeah, a lot of sense yeah that's a good analogy.
0: You know come from a big Catholic family that's the only thing I can ever think of is with like <laughs> two people, uh, um
1: talking about kids um Alex and I are looking into getting a Corgi which is our child um <laughs> we are hopefully starting the
0: process soon so
1: maybe next time we see you
0: you might have a dog okay the way you worded that i was waiting for you to start going so yeah we've started to try to have kids the dog but... is our child
1: <laughs> no i literally wanted to just turn that into like oh where is she going and then it's like dog no
0: it <laughs> okay. was good that was that was good um yes no, I can't uh, I can't wait. Um so wh- where where were you looking for for a corgi? And, um
1: So we are looking multiple places. We're trying to stay local, but we do have a friend, a mutual friend of ours who actually has a corgi. So, um we are looking into the person that they got their corgi from as well. So, we're just reaching out to a bunch of people right now and seeing what's available, keeping our eyes peeled. Obviously, like we want to be responsible with who we go with. So with that, we are just kind of waiting for the right time and the right dog, but hopefully soon we are on a waiting list. That's like two years long, but if we can find something sooner, that would be awesome.
0: Two years long. When did you put in for this?
1: I put in for that one back in November.
0: Shit. That's a ways. Yes. That's a ways. (laughs)
1: Yep. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I think we're kind of in that mindset the right dog will come ar- come along at the right time. Most people say that about like future loves, but I guess our core user, new love.
0: Yeah, and you know, I know you guys have been talking about this for a while, especially you, Charlene.
1: I know. Yeah. I've been begging and pleading since I was like twelve years old for a dog and now that I'm my own adult and that we have a place that allows them, we're ready.
0: Which is a big deal. I know a lot of places don't. Exactly. Um.
1: But it's still on the BL. So mm-hmm. it's fine if the podcast knows. But.
0: Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that, and I, I'm going to bring this one up quickly. Did I tell you? Because my sister in law made the announcement that they're having another kid, numero five. Yes, wow. you did. Um, did I tell you the name that they're working on, or they're going? Th- that's the the name they're probably going to go with this child.
1: Please tell me it's Sam.
0: No, it is not <laughs> Sam. Whew. They have decided at this point in time that they're going to be going with Napoleon. Huh. 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 Okay. i liked that (laughs) sorry that uh, was like let him be six foot seven (laughs) my family i'm gonna tell you right now the tallest person in my family is nick oh wow yeah so not happening but it's it's not the weirdest name i mean they did name the second the the third oldest winston so do
1: they like history
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly what they've oh. done. Gotcha. Interesting. Uh, well, so,
1: congratulations to them.
0: So, now that that makes me wonder what names are you thinking for your corgi? Um,
1: so, if it's a fluffy corgi, its name's going to be Gus Gus. And if it's like a regular corgi, its name's going to be Mango.
0: Oh, you have options.
1: And um, so basically, our goal is to have the corgi. And then in a few years, once we buy a house and have a yard and whatnot, we want to get a Bernice Mountain Dog. And we're going to name it Clyde. And they are going to be Instagram famous and be the <sighs> adventures of Mango and Clyde. Mm-hmm. We, have it all, we, we have it all planned out.
0: Do 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 we have it all planned out or <laughs> or is this one of those I have this planned out and Alex is going to and Gal- Alex has approved of my plan and he's going to go along with the plan.
1: See, well Alex is the one over here encouraged that encouraged me to get TikTok so I can become TikTok famous so he can retire early. So technically this
0: is one of his business transaction ideas too. Long-term investment. I like it. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> thank you guys for coming on again i'm glad i got to get have you on it's always a pleasure i'm unfortunately like with covid going on we haven't really even hung out i think i've seen you twice in the past year
1: yeah this point sounds about right
0: mm-hmm. but um we will um i definitely want to get you guys on here again um hopefully sooner rather than later um but again thank you for coming on um thank
1: you for having us it was a pleasure
0: not a problem hopefully again uh i get to i'll I'll, we'll make plans to get together soon Um, yes and for those of you who are listening please follow us on twitter at media underscore bedlam you can find us on facebook instagram and youtube at bedlam media you can find myself on twitter as the slb official uh we are on all streaming platforms uh excluding pandora that's still in the works Um, Thank you guys for listening to Open Frequency Radio. Please do not forget to follow us, subscribe, and do not forget to join the Bedlam.
2: Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi... Please subscribe and happy listening.